0: hi welcome to another episode of the lord's delight this is going to be continuing the talk on sovereignty of god i just want to make one thing clear yes i also have doubts i have questions but whatever i'm going to talk about that does not negate the fact that god is sovereign for example the world is watching what's happening in ukraine with russia descending on it and we all have questions, including me. I'm like, why Lord, there was so much prayer? And even your people there might be praying. Why is this happening? But these questions does not mean that God is not sovereign. He is sovereign. In fact, he tells in the Bible very clearly, there will be rumors of war and wars towards the end times. So while as in a human perspective, I will acknowledge that I have limited knowledge. I don't understand the big picture but with these questions and i go to god sometimes they turn into prayer for the situation for the people or for sometimes it turns into prayer for me to have unwavering faith in god but all this i am approaching from one place that i know god is sovereign he is true he sent his son to die for me and that god I'm going to ask him the questions with a genuine heart. He might not answer because some things might be more than I can even comprehend. Which is a segue into what I'm going to talk about today in Daniel. In Daniel, we, the first of we saw how this guy, he, despite his circumstances, being a slave, immigrant to a different country, just held fast to God. Not just him, but his friends, even though they were such young people and if you see from chapter 4 to chapter 5 there is a huge like transformation or a gap because generational change is there from one king next to his other generation is in power it completely changed and that moment all this party and celebration and Belshazzar king tries to not just tries to he has them bring the goblets from the Temple of God, and people are having wine and that, and they see this right—a finger of a human hand appear and writing on the wall. That just like brings him so low, and he's so afraid. At that time, the queen comes in and says, "Hey, there's this dude," because other people couldn't actually answer this. This person called Daniel, whom King Nebuchadnezzar leans on and got wisdom from. So much time has passed from Daniel was a youth to now. I think if you dig into the study Bible, I think it's more than 32 years. Now, David is middle-aged. Sorry, Daniel is middle-aged. And he, at that time being called because he was forgotten by the king. Can you see the difference? The previous chapter, he was so honored by that king. The next chapter, he's forgotten. But that did not stop him from holding fast to God. You know why I say that? if you see in verse 13 <clears throat> he's being talked to by the king and then the response daniel gives in 17 is i don't want any of your gifts and rewards and all that you keep it but i'll still tell you what it means and then goes into imagine this you are called to in front of a king and in those times you know how afraid esther was to go before a king's throne because you say stuff you do stuff without being invited you are killed death is the result daniel is not faced in verse 18 he actually tells the whole story of nebuchadnezzar and says calls him arrogant and pride and you know what happened to him and then he actually also honors god by saying most high god is sovereign and when your ancestor honored that he became all right and continues to call out the king and say you did not humble yourself you knew the story but then this is what God says and he actually translates those for him and that is such an amazing thing to me. The years have passed. Daniel reminds the same guy. He did not change in humility. He did not change in giving glory to God first. He was not shy to speak about God's word and call out even kings. That is because as he said in verse 21, he says that The Most High God is sovereign, and Daniel knew that so well. And that is why his character just fascinates me. I want to be at a place where I could behave like that. That the circumstances don't sway me, passing of years don't sway me. That even people, when I am put in front of people with power or position, I can still be the same person and give glory to my God. And that is such an amazing thing. And again, there is a change in kings, right? There comes another king from the Medes and if you look in the next chapter, there also Daniel is honored at the starting of the chapter but then there were people around him who did not like that. They literally say in verse actually 5 says, we will never find any basis of charges against this man unless it has something to do with his God. His conduct was so clean in the government affairs that he was not negligent and he was trustworthy. He was not corrupt. And these are not my words. These are from the chapter in the Bible. He did his job so well that even his co-workers knew or even people who worked under him knew we cannot find fault with that dude until and unless we try to create a conflict between whom he is worshipping and the king. And they went about that. They did it and guess what they did? They caught him in the lion's den What just blows my mind is, there is not even a single time Daniel questioned, Lord, I have been faithful to you for so long. Why did you let this happen to me? That was the first question I would have asked. Daniel did not do that. I mean, he didn't know that he would come out alive. And can you also imagine, even being in the presence of those lions, them walking around would terrify me. In verse 21, when the king, you know, next day comes and asks, hey, are you okay? He answers, may the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before your majesty. And you need to understand that the law of the land was for 30 days, nobody could pray to anybody except the king. Daniel defied it. But you need to understand, he says, I have done no wrong because god is sovereign and only he is to be worshipped and that is the law that daniel lived by such an amazing faith unwavering just staunch faith in the sovereignty of god he never questioned who's me self-pity why is this happening to me i'm not saying that it's wrong if you have questions like that because job did and he's a righteous man but this kind of faith This is something that I aspire to travel towards. The kind of faith that doesn't move no matter what happens around me. And as I talked about in the start of this regarding seeing things that you don't understand. How can God be sovereign in this? Daniel 7, 8 and 9, like the little part after that, Daniel is seeing a lot of visions of wars, which is actually going to happen in the future, not during his time. And he says, seeing all that is such draining on me. And he even talks about being ill. See, he, such a righteous person who never questioned God with such faith has terrors too, thinking of the worst to come. And he asked questions too. He asked questions to the angel that was talking to him in the vision. Some were answered, some were not. But he never gave up on his faith. And to him, God was sovereign all the way. So this week, I want to encourage you where do you see the sovereignty of god where do you have questions on that talk to him about it pray about it spend some time talking to him regarding where you know completely you acknowledge the sovereignty of god in certain areas but in certain areas you might have questions take it to him and talk to him about it that is what i ask of you this week talk to you next week bye